0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the European Student Think Tank podcast. My name is Victoria.
1: And this is Angeliki. In this episode, we are joined by Chilani Atalugamange, EST ambassador to Sri Lanka, to discuss the relations between the EU and the South Asian country. Welcome, Chilani. Tell us something about you and your topic.
2: Hi, thank you for having me. I'm I' Atalugamake, ambassador to Sri Lanka of the European Students Think Tank. Also, I'm a master's holder in human rights at the University of Colombo and specialised in international relations at the same graduate university. To give some context, Sri Lanka has been colonised by the Portuguese, Dutch and the British since its independence. Sri Lanka has maintained political, economic and social-cultural relations with many European countries. So what I want to focus today is mainly the diplomacy, political relations, trade and economic cooperation between Sri Lanka and the EU. And I also think our conversation would be incomplete without taking a moment to touch on the issue of terrorism.
0: Yeah, that's interesting to hear. First of all, let's focus on the political interactions between the two sides. And to be more specific, how did they start their diplomatic relations upon the point of independence? What were some of the milestones that led to where we are today?
2: The first ever agreement that was signed with the EU was about the economic union. Their cooperation continued to ensure the implementation of their trade union and ultimately a Sri Lankan embassy was established in Brussels. Sri Lanka currently has a significant number of permanent representations to the EEAS and EU member states. Which have proven to be mutually beneficial for both parties. For example, the European Union's aid towards Sri Lanka has given a boost to the economy, combat terrorism to a significant degree and supported political security. When the issue of terrorism was at its peak, especially after 2001, European commissioners visited Sri Lanka to address matters of humanitarian aid disaster management and human rights and another important agreement was signed about combating illegal immigration the read mission agreement however recently the focus shifted towards international trade and climate affairs specifically under switch asia program the eu aims to contribute to economic growth and poverty reduction in asia and mitigate climate change through the promotion of sustainable consumption and production sri lanka In Sri Lanka, four grants projects have been implemented in the area of waste management, biogas and greening hotels. Most recently, the Switch Asia policy support has been signed and it aims to provide technical assistance to the Minister of Environment to support policy development, implementation, monitoring and dialogue in the area of sustainable development.
1: Let's start with a broader perspective and look at the interaction with EU institutions. What does it look like and what are the main objectives of this dialogue? Well, in recent years, the country's
2: diplomatic missions mainly interact with the different directorate generals. Some of the most important being the ones for trade, humanitarian aid, Civil Protection and Development Cooperation and the Mission has liaised with the Directorate General of Trade. Most importantly, Sri Lanka has been beneficiary country under the EU's generalized system of preference GSP scheme, under which some of the exports from Sri Lanka to the EU, specifically garments, rubber products and seafood are eligible for special tariff preferences. Also, the EU made significant contribution in connection with the tsunami recovery. In the aftermath of the tsunami, the European Commissioner for Development and Humanitarian Aid has been mainly involved in assisting internally displaced persons by providing shelter and facilities for sanitation and clean water. Under the Multi-Annual Inductive Programme, Starting in 2011, the EU has allocated a sum of a million euros for implementing projects in Sri Lanka made to support the production sector in terms of relations with the European Parliament following the adoption of the Lisbon Treaty. The European Parliament has become even more involved in the decisions-making process of the EU. The mission has been Engage with the European Parliament to leverage their support for Sri Lanka and to influence the other EU bodies in many sectors, including trade. Today, the relations between the EU and Sri Lanka are governed by a comprehensive cooperation agreement on partnership and development, which covers a number of key areas, such as the diversification of trade and investment between the two parties supporting sri lanka's efforts to improve the living conditions of the poor section of the population and increase in environmental protection and sustainable management of natural resources under this agreement spaces provide for access to the economy this supported the integration of sri lanka into the world economy and allowed the country to benefit from international trade it also engaged with the private sector to help increase competitiveness, specifically in the apparel, as well as gem and jewelry sectors, through the development of new markets, productivity and product designs. Tourism, also a significant part of economic cooperation, before the terrorist conflict, many would visit Sri Lanka from EU countries, an influx that has come back with substantial growth since the end in the terrorist operations in 2009
0: since you referred to the issue of terrorism i would like to take the opportunity and talk about how has the terrorist conflict in 2009 impacted eu and sri lankan relations plus how has the eu supported sri lanka in combating this situation
2: so the eu listed the ltt as a terrorist entity in 2006 and has continued to release it up to 2011 In 2008, the government of Sri Lanka submitted a formal application to the European Union to also list the Tamil Rehabilitation Organization and other LTT front organizations in the EU list of terrorist entities. This would enable EU member states to freeze assets of these organizations and also to prevent the collection of funds for which Sri Lanka's mission is lobbying against through the EU Working Party on the application of specific measures to combat terrorism and the EU terrorism coordinator the dialogue on the fight against terrorism in 2008 was of utmost importance as the ramification activities of the LTT and its numerous front organizations were discussed with EU member states and affected third countries focusing on the creation of child soldiers and rehabilitation Also, European-level cooperation against terrorist network originating in Sri Lanka was underlined when in 2012. An active organized crime group that was facilitating illegal immigrants from Sri Lanka into the EU was uncovered. Following more than a year of joint international effort, at peace and justice level supported by the European Union's Judicial Cooperation Agency and the European Union's Law Enforcement Agency. These kinds of operations have strengthened the relationship between the European Union and Sri Lanka because illegal immigrants unsafely migrate to Europe. In terms of that, These operations will enhance cooperation and transparency at the diplomatic level between the both Sri
1: Lanka-EU parties. Yes, thank you for providing this explanation of the situation. But in general, what is Sri Lanka's geopolitical value for the European Union? Why do good relations between the two matter?
2: From a geopolitical point of view, Sri Lanka's positioning is strategically important. It is apparent in this regard that the Indian Ocean will play the most important role due to its busy sea lanes and its rich resources. Therefore, the Indian Ocean is turning into the center of gravity in the eyes of the world's economic, political and strategic interest, security and stability. Since ancient times, Sri Lanka's attractive geographical location has been discussed by many historians and scholars. Capitalising on Sri Lanka's physical location and its natural harbours, the country is better placed than any other nation in South Asia to pursue the agenda of being transshipment hub. Sri Lanka sitting at the centre of the New Maritime Silk Road as well as Initiatives Lodge under the One Belt, One Road Initiative will play a pivotal role. In terms of connectivity and economic cooperation, Sri Lanka's geostrategic hub location will be an essential factor in the Indo-Pacific. Geographical tension between the existing powers of rising China, US, Russia, and emerging India have clearly been felt in the island nation. Sri Lanka should maintain an equidistant foreign policy with all these powers. In applying in foreign policy to the Indo-Pacific region, Sri Lanka could develop peaceful cooperation with all nations by practicing its balanced view. Overall, with the Chinese Belt and Road Initiative looming over Europe with its possible detrimental potential, Sri Lanka's location is geographically important to the European region, as many of the sea routes used to transport goods to the east pass through there.
0: Just before wrapping up, what are the current dialogues between Sri Lanka and the EU? Recently, in more than one instance, the issue of human rights has been raised, also in relation to how this could possibly jeopardize the country's relations with the EU. So what about this issue?
2: Well, in June this year, the EU Parliament adopted a special resolution that called on the European Commission to consider the temporary withdrawal of Sri Lanka JSP plus status due to discrimination against religious and ethnic diversions as well as inequality of gender rights such as LGBTIQ rights. The resolution highlights that the European Parliament is concerned that provisions in Sri Lanka's penal code have been interpreted in such a way to criminalise individuals with diverse sexual orientations and gender identities. The sections mentioned from Sri Lanka's penal code are archaic British laws inherited from the colonial period. Now the focus is on the Prevention of Terrorism Act for the replacement of anti-terror laws. This Prevention of Terrorism Act allows arrests as unspecified, unlawful activities without warrant and permits detention for up to 18 months without the authorities producing the suspect before the court pre-trial. The government is using the law to target members of minority communities and civil society, including activists, lawyers and writers. The special resolution points out that even in the absence of civil war in country, the Sri Lankan government is committing human rights abuses due to illegal errors and the discrimination against ethnic and religious minorities and situation of LGBTIQ people. At this pivotal moment, If the EU withdraws GSP+, it would seriously affect the Sri Lankan economy. In terms of that, Sri Lanka has to modify the national policies as well as target recommendations relating to human rights. Specifically, Sri Lanka's adherence to its commitments on human rights, labor laws and environmental protection, as well as enforcement of the Prevention of Terrorism Act.
0: Jelani, thank you very much for joining
1: us today.
2: Thank you so much, and it is a pleasure to be here.
1: This is all for today's episode. If you want to see more of our content, check out the EST website.
0: Yes, thank you for listening. To let us know about something you would like to hear on this podcast, drop us an email at podcast at See you next week.